It's your own time you're wasting. Ramblings from Beyond the Classroom with Marie and Jodie. Hello everyone and welcome back to It's Your Own Time You're Wasting with me, Marie, and my co-host. I'm Jodie. I'm Jodie. I'm Jodie and I'm the serious one. I'm Jodie. Can we do that all again? Don't use that. (laughs) Okay, do you want me to do it again from the beginning? So what's on the agenda for today? Today we're discussing whether my bum looks big in this. Oh. Um, or more specifically, if anyone's bum ever looks big, we're talking about what to wear in the classroom. Oh, a very important question. Because, I mean, I used to scrutinise my teachers um, when they were teaching me. I could tell you the exact makeup that every teacher wore. <gasps> I, yeah, I really did. And when I, was, when I became a teacher, I was very aware that some pupils will do that. They will <gasps> really, really look at you and take in every detail. I used to have a teacher who taught me AS film studies. So this was, must be 12 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, no, 14 years ago, actually. 14 years ago, he became my teacher. He's just become the form teacher of one of the rowers. And he still wears the beautiful snazzy three-piece suits that he did. And he was known for his lovely three-piece suits. And he still wears them. Ooh, is that a teacher crush, Jodie, there? Oh, and believe it or not, on an English teacher. Oh my word! Oh, let's not go there. But you see, what you wear can become part of your teacher personality, can't it? We had a teacher called Miss Wislocker, as if that wasn't a good enough name to identify her from mm. anyone else in the world. Miss Wislocker, and she always had very long nails that were always beautifully painted, but with really mm-hmm. bizarre colours, like. I don't know, emerald green or smoky blue. And we're talking the 80s here. Mm. So, you know, there wasn't as much variety as there is now. Mostly people did pink or red for nails. But she never, ever bowed to that convention. Yeah, so she was known for the nails. So when I went in for uh, the Year 7 induction with my very first form, it was the kind of school where teachers go to retire. Most of the teachers have been teaching there for kind of 20, 30 years. I brought the average age down quite a lot mm-hmm. at 24. Mm-hmm. And I was the only person in the department who was under 30 at that point. Wow. Um, so, yeah, definitely brought the age limit down. And the kids, when they were going back to their parents, one of them ran up to her dad and went, it's great, we've got a young teacher and she wears trinkety bracelets and everything. Oh. And that was, yeah, that was how she described me. So it really does kind of just what you wear as a teacher, but also in general life does kind of define you, whether you're a trinkety bracelet person or snazzy three piece suit person or whatever, kind of, it does make such a big part as to who you are and how people see you. Yes, indeed it does. Did you find Jodie when you were teaching that you um, went to certain styles to help your teacher persona? One of my things as a teacher was I was I was a blazer teacher because the school that I did my first placement in was part of the Outward Academy Trust. Mm. And their, their rule for students is you have to wear a blazer on the corridor. Right. And the same rule applies to teachers. So men have to wear a suit jacket, women have to wear a blazer, oh, suit wow. jacket style. And you have to have it on in the corridors. 
So because that was like my very first experience of dressing, professionally dressing as a teacher, it kind of just became a staple throughout my teaching life. Yeah. So I have a grey jacket that I would just always have on the back of my chair that I'd always slip on. I had a few others, but the grey jacket in particular was incredibly comfy. And it was just like absolute wardrobes, like staple for me, purely because of that first teacher job. I don't know about you, Jodie, but I think that's a bit much. Yeah. If I'd have worked at your school, I probably would have been sacked because I would have, on principle, not worn the blazer in the corridor. I like the idea of there being the same rule for the students as the teachers to an extent. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, personally, I'm not a big fan of blazers as a school uniform, which is a whole no, other episode. No, it is, yeah. Um, but the uniform at Outward was particularly strict and they have changed the rules since then, partly because the law has changed. But at the time you wore entirely everything that you wore had to have the logo on it so you had a shirt with a logo on it a blazer with a logo on it tie with a logo on it and tie with a logo on it the only stuff that wasn't logoed was your underwear your shoes and your socks good grief Um, that must have cost a fortune they gave out lots of free uniform to kind of counteract Mm. the cost Mm. but i mean as we know the legal stance of it has changed and i don't I don't know particularly, I haven't looked at that at that particular Academy Trust, but presumably it's not as expensive as it used to be. But yeah, it did cost quite a lot to get the shirts yeah, and stuff. I'm sure it, must it did, have. yeah. But um, yeah, so I liked that it kind of matched what the students had to do, but it, it was quite strict. Did you work in schools that were particularly strict or did you tend to, with the schools you worked at, a bit more chilled with your dress code? Well, the schools I worked at, always required what they called business dress so vague i know i don't know what that means really um but i always wore a suit just because it was Mm -hmm. easy i could just wear i could have five suits and five different tops and they were all trouser suits because i Mm -hmm. once went on a course and this lady was telling me she was i would say at the time in his 60s and i was in my 20s so that's 20 years ago Mm -hmm. when she started teaching it was mandatory for women to wear a skirt and tights. Oh, God. <gasps> I was appalled. Can you imagine that? I was appalled because I never, ever wear skirts. And I would have been very uncomfortable wearing a skirt yeah. to school. I'd rather wear trousers any day. And I think that's the main thing is comfort, mm. isn't it? At the end oh, of the day, it's something comfortable. comfortable in. Yeah, yeah. And not kind of like to the point of wearing sweatpants or leggings because, no. you know, that is what I wear now. That is what I'm probably wearing right now. Yeah. Um, but you have to be confident, confident in yourself. I did yeah. mostly wear dresses, though, to school. Yeah. Um, I had a very much a style and it, it did vary through my teaching career, but it was kind of the skater girl dress is how I'm I would describe it. it. So yeah. quite a fitted bodice and then kind of out from the waist in quite a kind of full skirt down to just above the knee that's tended to be what I wore at least at the beginning and then I started wearing more and more trousers as you kind of went through yeah but then having said that on when I was wearing trousers I wouldn't wear the jacket those two just didn't go for me oh dress and a jacket or trousers and a nice top right okay where where are you on the um touching up your makeup throughout the day I mean, it's hard to touch up something that's not there. Oh, right. So you didn't have makeup on. Oh, well, that's Um, interesting. Because I definitely needed my face on, as it were, in order to face a class. 
I'm not a very makeupy person anyway. So mm. most people, I think, find makeup as a kind of comfort blanket and it makes them feel yeah. more confident. It makes me feel really self-conscious because I've never worn makeup every single day. Ah. So for me, it's more of a like, oh, everyone's looking at me because I'm wearing makeup. I see. Um, but I would I would put on a little bit of kind of concealer to try and cover up the inevitable bags under my eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, would you kind of touch up throughout the day? No, or? absolutely not. That's what I was going to say. I'd start mm. off the day very well, you know, in my suit and my boots. Yeah. Always wore boots as well. Well, in the winter, I wore boots. I mm. had this particular pair of boots that I loved. They were from Shoe and they were knee high. Mm. They were suede, brogues. And they had big wedges. And because I'm only small, um, they give me a bit of height. And I realised at one point that the minute I put those boots on, I become teacher Marie, Mm. not everyday Marie. Those really, really affected me. But no, I didn't, I did not touch up my makeup during the day, mainly because I didn't have time. And it was the last thing on my uh, agenda and normally so my day would start period one I'd look all smart and professional and by period Mm -hmm. six or whatever the makeup had slid off my face somewhere my hair was everywhere and uh, I was no longer looking like that professional and in control person that I was in the morning but you know Mm. that's life where do you stand on the kind of piercing tattoo pink hair that kind of debate for teachers well I don't know about you, but every school I worked in required you to cover up tattoos if you had them. Yeah. Um, and required you to remove any piercings that weren't in your ears. Yes. But my yeah. personal stand on that is that teachers are people yeah. and they should be able to be who they are in the classroom. That's the joy of it. You, you're bringing in all these different personalities and they yeah. should be able to express that. And I think... I mean, obviously, we're talking about tattoos that are appropriate. You know, you might have some tattoos yeah. that you do need to cover up because they're not really... Yeah, I mean, a naked lady's not going yeah, to go exactly. down very well, is it? Or a no. naked man. Men can be mm, naked too. That's true. <laughs> um, yeah, I kind of... I always just So, again, you have teachers that you remember, and I remember a maths teacher who had pink hair, and she's still a maths teacher, and she doesn't have pink hair anymore. Um but we refer to her in my family as Mrs. Gilbertson with pink hair. Yeah. And yep. that's just, and it told you so much about her personality through that. And I, as a student, kind of didn't have a problem with it. Mm. And I don't, I kind of think it's a dying argument. Yeah. Because piercings used to be a kind of sign of being a rebel. Yeah, they did. Whereas now, I think, I don't have any piercings. I did have my ears pierced and I have not worn them since I got them pissed but you know I'm unusual in not having any piercings yeah whereas kind of other than the normal earlobe piercings it kind of used to be the other way around so I think I am unusual that I don't have any piercings I don't have any tattoos and I don't Mm -hmm. dye my hair Mm -hmm. and that purely comes out of laziness but I'm not the norm anymore whereas I think maybe 20 years ago I would have been yeah because 20 years ago this is a little story from my past 20 years ago I had my hair highlighted I had Mm. I've got brown hair or I did have I've got brown hair I had like uh, blonde and sort of red highlights running through it Mm. and one of the governors at school complained about (gasps) my hair yeah because he said you know the pupils aren't allowed to have um, an outlandish hair hairdo (laughs) 
So, that that so why should the teacher? And I'm like, Outlandish, it's a few highlights, love. <laughs> it's your own time you're wasting. Ramblings from Beyond the Classroom with Marie and Jodie. There's not a lot they don't know about teaching. So today we've got a fabulous guest with us to help us discuss this issue. So I would like to introduce everybody to Paul. Welcome, Paul. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Hi, Jodie. Um, well, I was a teacher for several years across different places. Um, and I left after, well, I was forced out of the classroom by a motorcycle accident. <gasps> and then Twinkle took me in and I'm probably now their longest serving writer and editor. So oh, I've been wow. doing it for about six years. I feel like I have multiple questions about this accident. <laughs> Are you okay now? I'm fine, yeah. Okay. It's, um, it gave me permanent earache, which might have been partly a result of teaching anyway. Permanent headache, permanent earache, yeah. it's got to be connected. Yeah, just going back into the classroom with that was a bit of a no-go. Tell Jodie, though, about the coursework when you were lying on the tarmac. <laughs> yeah well, it was straight after Christmas I think it was second day back in January and I'd just yeah. finished marking all their controlled assessments um, and I have absolutely no recollection it's literally blank from when I left the house closed the door yeah mind switched off um, but according to other people who were there on the scene I was fussing about their controlled assessments and how I had to govern <laughs> them up and take them in and then I don't have any memory for a week but I was told that on the first morning I was insistent that I had to phone up and set cover once a teacher always a teacher exactly it took a while to switch off yeah it's very strongly ingrained isn't it um did they get their controlled assessments back um yeah, not that it did them much good. It was a bottom set, and I'm, <laughs> I think only a couple of them passed. But, yeah, they deserve it, those two. So, obviously, you've told us you were in a motorbike accident. I'm guessing you used the motorbike to get to school. What did you wear? Yeah, I wasn't one teacher, of those, did you... I wasn't a leather wearer. Oh, that's what I was going to ask. <laughs> wasn't one of those types. Um, I think I was probably different to most men. I was probably a bit like mm. your teacher with the three-piece suits I like to wear <laughs> things that were a little bit different mm. so I have to be honest um everywhere I've worked was a fairly standard dress code um but I always think it's a little bit different for the men than for the women yes because I'd look on with a fair degree of envy at the female staff because although you still have to adhere to that dress code and um fit within those parameters there's still a lot more variation within it whereas See- I think for a man wearing anything but a grey suit, mm. you're probably seen as pushing the boundaries. But I have the opposite. I was always jealous of the men because it's an easy decision. You just have a suit and you wear yeah. the suit. And if you want to mix it up, you'd wear a different shirt. Whereas the women have got to think about it. Yeah, or a That's true. Tie. I admit, I'd always have <laughs> the boring suits to fall back on. But exactly. I think, as you've already discussed, it's also a way to um, express your personality. Mm. And I do think there is more variation on a female wardrobe than on a male wardrobe. Mm. What's your stance, Paul, on men wearing shorts to school, as in, you know, in the classroom, not in PE? Interesting you ask that. Um, 
I have to admit, although I tried to push the boundaries in certain ways, I wasn't ever brave enough to wear shorts myself. Um, but recently, during the heat wave, when it was pushing 40 degrees, mm. um, the head teacher at my son's school, where I'm also a governor, is normally um, quite a sharp dresser in suits, yeah. but nice stylish ones. But on that day, he had his shorts on and I complimented him on his legs. I said, say, uh, <laughs> you've not enforced the dress code today then. I said, oh, no, no, you've got to be sensible about these things. Mm-hmm. Um, and he told me a story about his prior school before he was a head teacher, when he was just a, a plain old teacher. And they were made to wear suits, not allowed yeah. to wear shorts, until he threatened to wear a dress. Excellent. We've all heard about students doing that, so I'm yeah. glad the teachers do it too. Exactly. It comes back to that thing, though, of being comfortable. And you do yeah. want to be mm. comfortable in the classroom. Which also, so the, some of the schools that I've worked in have had quite uh, prescriptive dress codes, and there have been separate ones for men and women. And I hope that that's not the case anymore, and that schools have a more gender neutral dress code it's just a dress code because I know there's kind of quite a steer in terms of the student dress codes to just be non-gender specific um and I do wonder how people would react if your teacher turned up wearing a dress male teacher you mean male teacher yeah yeah I think it's that thing of anything that's out of the ordinary Mm. different is going to cause a distraction of course then they get used to it I mean my first school, I was an NQT at an all-girls school in Essex, so mm. fashion was basically a conversation starter. It was uh, <laughs> a way in with them. And I bonded with my favourite year eight class over our shared love of Doctor Who and the oh. recognition that bow ties were most definitely cool. Yeah. Um, to the point that when I left, they bought me a bow tie and a little oh. badge that said bow ties are cool. um everything was good there and I felt like yeah I can express myself here um but when I then moved to rural Cheshire things were a bit more um sort of conservative Mm. so I think the students thinking pattern there basically followed three basic steps so number one he's not wearing a suit two that's a bit flamboyant three (laughs) must be gay (laughs) (laughs) and that I think is why we need to teach critical thinking (laughs) and it's also why I'd argue that um, uniform dress code is part of that because I think teachers and students alike need to be able to express themselves How did you approach non-school uniform days? Did you ever get the joy of non-school uniform? Did you find it stressful? What would you wear? Um, I think I would generally just wear exactly the same still <laughs> um, because I tried to go for a slightly more casual approach anyway mm. from wearing things that I was comfortable in. Um, so, yeah, I didn't really partake in that. Didn't wear. I don't feel like there were things that I couldn't wear that mm. I could then indulge on on Uniform Day. Those days were more for the kids. Yeah. What about you, Marie? Just out of interest. I always liked wearing my jeans on non-uniform yeah, day because that's what I live in on a day-to-day basis. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I did. But I, I was always quite conscious that 
Um, the pupils are all very up there with their brand names and mm. their designer ticket and everything I had was from Tesco. Fair. And they openly mocked my trainers. But, you know, <laughs> hey, that's life. I have a friend who's a teacher who has top t-shirt game, like next level t-shirt game. And uh, the best thing about non-school uniform day was knowing which t-shirt it was going to wear. And teacher training days for that matter. Uh-huh. Like they were good t-shirts. Yeah. Can you give us an example or a description? My personal favourite. And for the record, this person now does work with us at Twinkle. Um, so you may spot some of his top t-shirts. Uh, but he had a t-shirt which was a vendor. Uh, not a vendor high gram, a pie chart that's all one colour and just says things that Jon Snow knows and it was <laughs> nothing. <laughs> that was one of my favourites. Um, he also has one with students with their arms out dancing different graphs. So they've got their arms in like a U-shape for a quadratic oh. and stuff like that. Yeah, top T-shirt game. I think that's more of a maths teacher thing, Marie. Yeah, but maybe we should start making these sort of T-shirts to sell in the merch shop online. We should. We really yeah, should. Yeah, like specialist maths t-shirts and English t-shirts. You guys, you English teachers, always used to dress up for World Book Day. I was always a little bit envious of that. Yeah. Were you yeah, dresser uppers? No. no. Also, to be fair, our school wasn't a dressing up school. Otherwise, I would have loved to dress mm. up. I would have been a wizard or something. Yeah, fair. Yeah, yeah. that would have been. I we had a pajama day so once. Yeah. I loved it. I got to wear pajamas all day and oh, my dressing gown and my slippers. It was that was me living my best life. That did is you go to school dream. in your pajamas. Yeah, did I did. Yeah, yeah. No, I was absolutely yeah, shameless. I drove to school, forty-five minutes in my PJs and my slippers. Yeah. One of my favourite things is the school near me does a charity week every year, and the sick formers dress up every day of the week. And it is the I get up early so that I can see the kids walking to school in their outfits. It's oh, great. Brilliant. It's such a good time. And it's been like that for years. Like everyone knows when it was charity yeah, week. Yeah, it's like an institution. Yeah. So, Paul, what would you advise a new teacher to have in their wardrobe? I would advise them to have those comfy, safe staples so they don't have to think too much every day. Um, especially comfy shoes, mm. always important. But also make sure they do inject a bit of colour into their dress code and don't just go grey. Yeah, true. I'd like to add for the females out there, pockets. Think through your pocket situation. Because mm. if you've mm. not got a pocket to put your whiteboard pen in, you're going to regret it. Yeah. Yeah, I used to clip my keys as well to belt loops. That was very helpful. And But everyone said you always knew when I was coming down the corridor because I jingled. I used to put them on my lanyard, but I have quite a large bust area and they bounce quite a lot. <laughs> the the lanyard, the lanyard. Can you shut I'll do that again. <laughs> no, don't, Jodie. I think we like it as it is. That counts as a wardrobe malfunction. Yeah, I think that's my, my wardrobe malfunction is just pew, pew with the lanyard. Okay. <sighs> so, Paul, and in fact, I feel like we should all answer this one. Have you ever had a wardrobe malfunction in class? I have had class? one. I was always quite fond of um, skinny trousers. Not indecently skinny, but I think that's because this shows the level of thought probably that I put into my dress. Because I'm on the short side. There are year sevens who are bigger than me. Mm. I like the fact that skinny trousers yeah. make me feel like I'm stretched out a bit more. Um, wow. so yeah I, I would tend to wear them and um, when after I'd had my accident and been forced out of teaching I went back into doing cover work just to kind of test the year out so I was going to different schools all the time and 
I think it was an arts lesson I must have been in because um, mm. the desks spread out with jagged things hanging off of them. And as I walked past, it just caught the trousers and I heard a rip. And I was like, uh-oh. Quickly oh, kind of got my back to a wall and saw what the damage was. <laughs> and it had ripped about two inches of the trousers were hanging down a bit. Oh, no. And I don't normally give much thought to what pants are put on in the day. Luckily, they were just plain boxers. Um, but even mm. so, it was like, oh, God, first day at this school. <laughs> and Aww. I'm going to be the teacher with his bum hanging out. But, <laughs> amazingly... Nobody seemed to notice. So it yeah. might make you think, we consider what we're going to wear, and the majority of the time, yeah. the majority of kids, totally oblivious. Don't notice yeah, these don't things. And I'm glad they didn't, because I did actually end up going back to that school a lot <laughs> over the next few years Fair. and really liked it. So I'm glad I wasn't that teacher. The moral of the story there, Paul, is always carry safety pins. Yes. Jodie? <laughs> Have you had a wardrobe malfunction? I have, and it's along a similar line to Paul's. Um, I came out of the bathroom with my dress tucked a little bit up so that everyone could see my bright pink pants. Uh, bright pink leopard print pants, I should say. Oh, no. Nice. Uh, a student did see, but I was incredibly lucky that it was a year 12 student. And she just came up to me and she went, Miss, 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 Miss can I untuck you? And I was like, sorry, what? She was like, you just, can I just untuck you? And pulled it down. And I was like, oh! and she was like, oh. I was like, thank you oh, so yes, much. Yes, you were lucky. So you I was were. very lucky. So thank you, Neve, if you're still listening. Um, you saved my life. So Aww. I was really lucky that the only person that saw that was very, very sympathetic. Yeah, and I'm very she, mature. Yeah. And she's still my favourite student because of that. No one will and ever be. She didn't be a... take a photo and post it on social media. If she did, I never found out. So yeah. I'm okay with it. Yeah, what about you, Marie? Good. Share your wardrobe malfunction story. I have got a story. I'm not sure it's a wardrobe malfunction. It's more of a bodily malfunction. When I had had my second child, <gasps> what what happened was, as what happens to a lot of ladies. Every time I raised my voice, even a fraction, there was a little leak. Um, And one day it was worse than normal. And I had to go to Tesco at lunchtime and buy a new pair of trousers. (gasps) Yes. I didn't know that happened. Oh, yes. I'm going to start doing my pelvic floor now. Do them now. Yeah. And do them for the rest of your life. Bodily fluids are a danger when you were talking about the teachers. They really are. The only one I really remember for his dress code was one of, he was a form tutor and a maths teacher, but he was very well known for his sweaty armpits. And he wore the baggiest shirts and yet they were still very sweaty. Oh, I've so much sympathy for that. I I, I sympathise now as a teacher because... There are mm. lessons when you get flustered and it's hot days and you yeah. can feel that perspiration yeah. and you yeah. just think, oh, I don't want to be that teacher. Uh, so. Yeah. No. Absolutely. I think that happened to me a few times, to be honest, and it was a particular blouse that I wore and I, I just never wore it again once I realised. Mm. Oh, it's a hard life, isn't it, being a teacher? It's a hard life. So much and to navigate. 
And the yeah, parents. And the three parents. both combined, yeah. as Maria's just shown us, not an easy mix. It's your own time you're wasting. So why not stick the kettle on, put your feet up and have a cuppa? Ah, bliss! We like to finish our little podcast with two stars and a wish. So what would be your star for today, Marie? Um, my star, my favourite bit of this particular episode was your boob bouncing lanyard. Oh, thank you. That will you live with so me forevermore. <laughs> me too. <laughs> me too. Yeah, for sure. What about the, you, Jolly? Uh Mine is your suede teacher boots um, Ooh, and kind yeah. of the idea that putting them on turns you into superhero teacher Marie. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I think that's going to be mine. What will we have as our wish then? Um, well, I think my wish would be that there wasn't so much judgment about who mm. you are based on how you look. Just in the classroom or just general just life? Generally. Just I generally. I think, to be fair, that's pretty much mine. I was going to say the same. Mm. And this kind of expectation of certain rules and certain things around tattoos and piercings and everything else just because of the job that you choose doesn't yeah. seem particularly right to me no i agree and we celebrate diversity in schools exactly and that is part of it isn't it exactly and yeah showing who you are through what you wear is as old as time itself of and course. we should celebrate that a little bit more and now we've set the worlds to right once again i'd like to thank you so much for listening and thank you to paul for being our wonderful wonderful guest until next time i've been jody and I've been Marie. Happy listening. This podcast is proudly produced by Beyond. Please bear in mind the views and opinions expressed are those of individuals and may not represent those of Beyond or Twinkle. <laughs>